For my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings so we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. Here, between you, me, the tree, the rock, everywhere. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Don't know the power of the dark side. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. I got a bad feeling about this. Welcome to episode 98 of Blue Harvest, a Star Wars podcast. I'm your host, Halls Burkhart. And unfortunately, my main man, Will, was called into duty moments before we had to record. So he is not with me this evening. But don't worry, I'm not going solo. I've got uh, the guy known as affectionately a sticker guy. He is... The new toy hunter. Fuck that guy, Jordan. This guy's the real toy hunter. And we'll tell you all about that in just a little bit. But sitting across the table from me this evening is my man, Jeremy Allen, the Space Barbarian. What's up, buddy? How's it going, buddy? It's good. I'm really, really happy to be here. I'm really bummed about Will. Yeah. I wanted to see young William's face tonight. Yeah, yeah, it's a bummer, but, you know, he's a busy guy. He's got lots of responsibilities. I can't give him too much shit. I miss you, Will. We miss you, Will. (laughs) He probably doesn't even really listen. It's like, I hear enough Star Wars from Halls (laughs) every week. Why why am I going to listen to the episodes I'm not on? But, so, this evening, Jeremy and I will be talking about the Last Jedi trailer. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure Will will give you guys his thoughts on that next week. And, uh, next week we'll also dive into some of the other announcements from Celebration. A little Battlefront 2 talk, maybe a little Rebels talk. And then hopefully by then we'll have some, uh, some more, uh, news for you guys. I like that you're spacing the stuff from the convention out. I think that's good. Yeah, uh, pull the mic right in front oh, of your mouth. my bad. There you go. Um, yeah, I think it's a good idea for two reasons. It lets us sort of dive into each individual piece a little more in-depthly and tr- instead of trying to jam all of that into one. Right, right. And also, it stretches it out to where, like, like, if we did all the celebration stuff and then, you know, this week I'd be like, there's not much Star Wars news to talk about. So it'll kill some, help us kill some time until the news starts flowing again. Um, 
one little piece of news. Well, I guess it's not that little. Um, this week, Disney announced its upcoming slate of movies for the next couple of years. Oh, yeah? And Episode Nine is confirmed, as of right now, for a May 2019 release. Hell, yeah. Now, if that release date holds, that means this December we will get The Last Jedi. And within six months. Six months later, we'll get Han Solo. And then a year from that, we'll get Episode Nine. Now, okay. I'm not saying anything's going to get delayed or anything, but if it, it just keep in mind that episode 8 was originally supposed to come out in May of this year. Right, right. Like right. a month from now or and, sooner. And how late was it before they announced that they were pushing it back? It was shortly after episode 7's release. It wasn't too much. I want to say maybe in like January of 2016. I'm just curious if it's too early for us to get our hopes up as far as that goes. Um, well, I would say this with Han Solo, I would think that it would be sooner rather than later that they would announce the delay if they were going to delay it to December. And with May being the, you know, sort of customary time Star Wars movies were previously released, like The Force Awakens. back to that makes sense. Yeah. And a lot of people are like, oh, they're scared of Avatar. Fuck that. We don't even know if Avatar 2, 3, 4, and 5 or whatever will even be coming out. And I think the second one got delayed to 2021 or 2022 already. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Like, uh, so I don't think it's a matter of not wanting to compete with Avatar. Right. You know, um... What do you well, you know what? I think we've actually got an email about how we feel about that. So let's hold off on talking about that too okay. much more. Okay. I think some royalty may have written us an email about that. The king of all kings? The king well The King of All Toms. <laughs> the king of all toms. You better watch out. Some people yeah. give a No, I yeah. <laughs> get pissed about that. They'd be like, I No, know, sir. I know better. Can I see this? Absolutely. Thank you. Um So Last Jedi trailer. Well, let's talk yeah. about Actually, I, I, I called you here for a very specific reason. Uh-oh. This is an intervention. This is a Star Wars toys intervention. Like, I'm one to fucking talk. But. I thought you wanted to diddle my butter. Well, you know, there's time after we record for that. There's still time for a diddle? <laughs> I mean, okay. I got all the time in the world, my man. It's Friday night. This is going to be a good night. Um, Yeah, drink some El Himador, do some butt stuff. Yeah. Butt stuff. A plus night. So, uh, my buddy Jeremy, as you heard me introduce him, has come become quite the Star Wars toy hunter. It started off just helping me find, because Jeremy travels a lot for his job, much like I do, but he gets the chance to check out some sort of out-of-the-way Walmarts, yeah. Targets, Walgreens, and things like that. Get out in the country a little bit. And then, uh, so it started off... Um, I I know the first figure you found for me. It Do was you? it was the three and three quarter inch Darth Vader Black series. Yeah, yeah. I remember getting you that one. I didn't remember it being the first one. That was the first one. That's cool. Um, and then, man, this dude can find some deals. He's always calling me, and being like, "I found a U wing for two dollars. I found yeah. a fucking you all. You watch Walmart enough. You just got to remember." Once some of this stuff's been out for a while, to make sure to hit the clearance aisles and just look, because you get forty, fifty dollar vehicles for. I've gotten X wings for nine bucks. I got a 
tie fighter for 13, the tie striker for 13. Yeah. And I think the U-wing I got for really cheap too. Mm-hmm. <coughs> so the thing is, is that you, so you, by the time you started looking, the Force Awakens stuff had been out for a while. Yeah, yeah. I th- when I first started looking, there were shit tons of Zuvios already. Mm-hmm. The thing is, is it, it was like a while before I found anything good. It was. Because I started looking for you. I, I was like, I'll keep an eye out for you. And I didn't find shit. I'd keep sending you pictures. And you're like, no, got it. No. Um, the other thing is, is um, that I was going to say, I think it feels like the Rogue One stuff hit clearance a lot quicker. Yeah, some of it. Than the Force Awakens stuff, for uh, sure. Vehicles, especially, yeah. Vehicles, yeah. especially. Cause and then this week, like, I, I, you would find some of the figures cheaper, but typically they, they were still right around 17 or something like that. But then I guess for all the 40th anniversary stuff coming out, they dropped it everything down to nine and the small figures to five. So yeah. it made it a little easier to buy some of the stuff that, I wasn't super psyched to buy, but at that price, you couldn't really pass it up. So, um, Jeremy went on a little 40th anniversary adventure this week. Boy, did I. So, I came back with a little intel from Celebration that, uh, you know, R2 and Han were the ones that were short-packed. Thanks for that, Dharma. Going smooth. Interrupting the flow. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, Dharma. The Dharma sweet dog. baby girl. Calm, calm your white ass down, Dharma. I may have just bumped the table or something. That may have been all it was. It doesn't take much to get her started sometimes. Yeah. But, so, um, we also discovered a little site called Brickseek. You don't want me to talk about Brickseek? Oh, man. I think a lot of people, I mean, I don't think we're going to have competition locally. I don't know that many people locally that listen. My buddy Michael listens, but. It'll help some folks find some some stuff. It's not easy to use. It could also help some folks go find all this stuff and go sell it on eBay, and then we not be able to find it, too. Yeah, I mean, that's true, but. That's that's the only reason I say I was hesitant. Well, so we used this site, and we found. We're all friends, so. Yeah, it's it's the moisture farmers. They're good dudes and ladies. Um. So we, we got a little information. Can, can we also be the H two O? We found some information that uh, maybe there were some fresh cases of 40th anniversary stuff. Yes, sir. In the area, um, Jeremy went to the Walmart by my house and found the case, but they wouldn't let him buy it at yeah, first. Yeah, I actually. You had to sweet talk the lady a little bit. When I was on my way over here, you sent me a text and say, hey, will you do me a dumb favor? Oh, that's right. Because yeah, yeah, I yeah. had looked and yeah. it said they were in stock. Yeah. That's right. And can you go by and check and see if they've got any of the 40th stuff in at this Walmart? So I stopped in and there wasn't anything, but I could see the stock people start putting stuff out. So wasn't anything around came over here for a little bit i even checked on my way leaving back out just to see if they had had a a hasbro star wars box out and there wasn't anything when i left so um yeah but yeah i went the next day morning in the morning sweet talk to lady and got your hands on an r2 and a hahan because there was there was a little metal cart out in the aisle that had the box on it and i saw it i walked up (laughs) i opened the box i looked i saw a 40th 
dug through, found my Han, found my R2, was starting to walk away. And I saw the lady that were, was working over there with that stuff. And me being a dumbass, I walked over there to ask her because we thought maybe there were two boxes that came in. Right. So right. I was asking her if there was another box around. And she's like, uh, I don't think you can have that. Fuck, what have I done? Yeah. So she took them back and had to call a manager who was on break to find out if they could sell them. Luckily, when I came back over there, the lady was just like, hell, if they'll ring up, yeah, go ahead. And they did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was a lot of work. So then, so Jeremy got the 40th anniversary bug. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And he well, was and, like. And it was, since we've been talking about it. And you've, like, sent me pictures of some of the, like, boxes, the stuff that's been released. Yeah, I got the bug on it. And I figure I'm not going to collect beginning to end all these waves of red uh, black series or anything. Right, right. You're not going to do like me that's trying to do all this. This original vintage 40th set, I'll do that. That'll be good. And since my buddy here picked me up a, a Luke at the show... Now I've got I've got that to go in that set and make it even that much better. So yeah, it's hard not to go for the whole thing now. Yeah. So we then we started conspiring. We got so we found one set. We need two sets of Han yeah, and because we got to take care of both of us. Right. So and right after that, I did find the Vader uh, pack. legacy pack, which is so cool. Yeah. So I uh, did a little research and saw that there was another case at a Walmart. If you guys remember our uh, Rogue Friday episode where I was telling about my uh, adventures staying up 24 hours straight hunting Rogue One toys when those came out. It's the Walmart that had the meth head sitting out in front of it talking to himself. The same meth head was sitting out. The same meth head was sitting on the same bench at the same Walmart. It was surreal. And I was going there for the same reason. He's got a routine, man. So I go in and I look and I do not see him anywhere. And I look up on the shelf and sitting there like on a pedestal is uh, is a box that says Star Wars 40th anniversary. And I'm like, oh, uh, jackpot. So I go and I said that on like the, the printed part of the mm-hmm, box. Oh, yeah. Sweet. Okay. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to go talk to find someone to see if they'll get it down for me. And the guy was super nice. He got it down, uh, opened up the box, and it's Vader's. It's the Vader Legacy Pack. It's not that, the single figures. That, that was kind of a letdown, but at the same time, you're kind of like, oh, yeah. yeah well, I and, want this. And, and he like let me pick through the case yeah. and find the nicest looking. Something about how they're shipping these Vader's, like, even mine is not 100% well, perfect. I don't know if I told you, but, well, my box, like, the corners were kind of fucked up. And not only that, but the divider where it divides the the Vader figure and the stand for all of them. Like, the divider had fell down, and all that stuff was, like, rattling all over the place. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. yeah. Some about how they're shipping them isn't great. Well, I Because I, I looked up, at a brand-new case, and everyone had, like, a, something a little wrong with it. I got the best one. Hard. But I ended up calling the GameStop closer to my house, and he said he had one. I had him look at the box, told him what was up. He said, this one's pretty good. It had like one little ding in it, but the divider was up. The corners were good. So I went over there and traded mine out and got a better box because I'm a nerd. Yeah, hey, <laughs> this, no, is, no. this if, is a podcast. If I know they're around, I'm not going to just be like, I'll just take the bad one. Yeah, yeah. You know? So um, so I grabbed a Vader set and then 
let you know that I couldn't get my hands on a, a Han and an R2. Yeah. And we started checking the stock at other Walmarts. Yep. I was driving like an hour away from Birmingham. Their Walmart didn't have anything. I, I was just going, hitting any place I could think that would have them. Yeah. And I you, went to Walgreens. And they had everything but, but Han and R2. Someone had already hit it up. They, they beat me to it because they had just put those out the day before. Yeah. And... Uh, you finally found one at a Walmart? Was No, no, no Best, Best Buy. Buy. Yeah, because I mentioned to you that, weirdly enough, Best Buy is getting yeah. So keep that in mind, guys. If you're yeah, looking for the 40th place. And check stuff. Walgreens, too. Yeah. they. Uh, if you go to Walgreens, they may not be in the spot where the toys normally are, like where the Star Wars figures normally are. They got like a little clearance section that has some like normal price toys in it too. That's mm-hmm. where I found them at Walgreens. If yeah. I wouldn't have really been looking, I wouldn't have seen that they had them. Yeah. And then, well, speaking of Walgreens, they got an exclusive pop I want you to keep your eye out for. Which one? Mace Windu. He's not mm-hmm. out yet. Okay. Samuel L. Jackson with the purple lightsaber. Sweet. So, yeah, if you now, see that, let me know. I walgreens does get some really cool exclusive pops i I gotta say and and you hit the you're the one that hit the jackpot on the walgreens exclusive pops for me and found my uh grievous and my sabine right um i think there was one other one other in that like uh release release. maybe yeah it's it's hard to remember now my pop collection was it plo Plo coon or did you already have that i had i had plo coon and kit fisto already the Grievous is pretty badass. It is. It's a it's a neat I, looking pop. That's, I really like my ATAT driver. Yeah, I mean, with trying to be a completionist on all the Black Series stuff, yeah, I you, can't no, do it with no, the Funko stuff no, too. No. So I I just get the ones that I Pick really and really like. And, yeah, um, I, I do still want to get, and I've seen it a couple of times. The uh, prototype Boba Fett. Yeah, I've got that one. I just, well, no, I was about to say, as far as I know, I have all the the. Boba Fett pops, but I don't. There's two that I'll never own. They did one where he's got his animated paint job from Droids from the '80s Droids cartoon. Oh, I don't know. It was a Comic Con exclusive, I believe. It may have even been like their first Star Wars Comic Con exclusive. Routinely sells on eBay for like four to five hundred bucks. Wow. Yeah, and then so like you know Funko's mascot is Freddy Funko. He's like the kid with the the red hair and stuff you can get a freddy funko in boba fett armor without the <laughs> helmet and that one also that's sells awesome. for that's ridiculous awesome. money so <clears throat> i do not have a complete boba fett collection um anyway are we la- oh yeah we'll no what were you gonna say no no, no, let's no go well you had something are we finished with the 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 trip hunting trip i don't want to get i don't want to interrupt that and get away from it <clears throat> No, I mean you were successful, right? Yeah, yeah. We, so, so I got in I got one day both of us our stuff. Yeah. yeah, in one day, I found the Vader pack. You found me a Han Solo and an R two, and my R five D four from GameStop came in yeah. all on the same. It was probably my yeah. best day for Black Sa- Series collecting for thus far. For having a guy that beats easily beats us to finding this stuff in this area. I feel like I did pretty good to find oh, yeah. two sets of those figures in one day for sure. Super impressed. Yeah. Super impressed. The funny thing was, though, when I walked into uh, Best Buy, the R2 and the Han were just right there on the front pegged together. 
didn't even have to move anything out of the way to get it off. And all that all that was out there was one layer. So unless they didn't stock the whole box, somebody came in and bought both the Ben Kenobis, both of the Lukes, one of the Leias, right. and didn't touch the R2 or the Han. Right. I got lucky. Yeah. <laughs> well, so one last thing about this 40th anniversary line. Uh, you know, sometimes I hate on Hasbro for their paint applications and the quality of some of their figures but and this is probably due to the fact that these are all repacks of figures they've done before but my 40th anniversary han looks so much better than my original six inch han the leia's i've seen look better the The luke's look look better so like the ben kenobi looks fantastic yeah i think i'm gonna go pick up an obi-wan tomorrow now that i know where a few are um and then i'm telling you right now i think i'm just gonna pre-order the second wave offline to just it may make sense and i, I do believe walmart bef- beforehand their pre-order i feel like one of them was 17 dollars and something the yeah. other was 16 so they were actually cheaper yeah than they are now while they're out i think i'm probably just going to go with somewhere like Dorkside toys or something yeah. like that because yeah. i've gotten black series from them before I got the entire second wave of Black Series, like when they first started coming out from them. They're all and in good shape. And they stuff. send them in like perfect shape. They're perfectly packed. Like they are in the business of selling toys. Right. And they um, take care of the folks. And they make sure that that stuff comes in in really good quality. That's awesome. Yeah, I just, I, I'm going to order the, uh, was it R5D4? Yeah. I, I'm going to order that. The, it's probably going to be hard to find that one. I, I went by a couple game stops, and I don't think they had had them, period. Yeah, well, so yet. <clears throat> the other th- thing to keep in mind, guys, is that May the 4th this year, GameStop is going to have a bunch of stuff, yeah. and Walmart is. like that's They the said thing. they were getting in more shipments for that. So, you know, if if you're really hunting these things, check out those places on the 4th. Like, you may even be able to check the GameStops around here on the 4th and find one. Right. Which is next Thursday. Yeah, next Thursday. They get in more cases. Yeah. Yeah. So, they'll be showing up. I I, uh, went to pick up the new Mario Kart today at my GameStop over here, and they didn't have jack out as far as Black Series or anything. They may have had, like, the new 40th Monopoly set out or something. Well, and they've got that fucking Boba Fett bust that is a GameStop exclusive that tempts me every time. I saw it when I was in there. And that, that, the Vader set, I I got from from Halls' GameStop, and... They didn't have it out on the floor. Like I had to actually ask him if they had any of the 40th anniversary stuff, and he looked it up. And luckily, they had one in the back. But I mean, if I wouldn't have asked them, I wouldn't have had any clue that the uh, they'd gotten any of that stuff in. So I I just got lucky on that and saved myself from having to do some extra driving. Yeah, yeah. Uh... That was that was pretty good. That was a pretty good stretch out there too, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had to run away from the table real quick. Jeremy vamped for you guys. Yeah. All right. So you want to talk about the um, before we get out off the toys? The release you showed me is that public? The toy, the yeah, small toys. So I was looking at it, 
and I don't know if it's um, I was looking at it again and I don't know if they're bootlegs or something or if they really are but so somebody put out a picture of I guess supposed new line of uh, the three and three quarter Walmart exclusive black series figures that had some pretty cool stuff in it if it's real yeah, it looked like there's going to be a Sand Trooper, a Tuscan Raider, but what's Prototype, most, Boba Fett. I was about to say, what's most important here? <coughs> who, no. would, who wouldn't want a three and three quarter white prototype Boba Fett? Boba Fett haters. I still don't have a Boba Fett. T- I got so, a Django, but without paying a bunch of money on eBay, I I don't know if I'll have a Boba until They're going to re-release Boba. There, I, so Johnny and I heard a rumor at Celebration from one of the vendors that there was going to be a Boba coming on a 40th anniversary card. Yeah. But it was going to oh. be San Diego Comic-Con exclusive. Right. Well, then Hasbro announced their two San Diego Comic-Con exclusives. That's not one of them. But uh, when, before they announced this 40th anniversary line, there were leaks where people were like, they're bringing out some hard-to-get figures like X-Wing Luke and... Right. And such and such, and Han Solo, they're they're doing re-releases, and Boba was in that that group of re-releases, so he's coming at some point. He will be, you know. I'll be excited. I want I, that. That's one I'd like to have in my collection. Yeah. And basically, everybody I got has armor, so mm-hmm. he fits right in with that. And let's be honest, that's let's what be honest. they do best. Oh yeah, is yeah. the armored. Troopers. Other, and, other than that new snow trooper, I just can't do it. Yeah. It's not my favorite. It's my least favorite trooper design in all of Star Wars is the new snow all, trooper. All the Rogue One designs they've released, I bought killer. every one of them. Killer. And the figures all look killer, too. Yeah. So, um, do you want to get into what we are here to get into this evening, the Last Jedi trailer? Man, I'm just having fun. All right. So. Uh, if you guys want to hear Johnny and I break it down, you can hear that on Rogue One. I'm going to let Jeremy get his feelings out mo- mostly and, and butt in where my big old head has to butt in. Where I just got to be like, but, but, but. but uh, so we, what? We it, may get a little arguing in. That'd be good. I don't know about arguing. Well, the debate, man. The debate. What's, um, what are your general feelings about the trailer? I, I'm pretty happy with it. Um. It definitely leaves me with questions. It definitely leaves me wanting to see more. And I will say the intro is a little weird to me, but at the same time, I really like it. Just just the kind of fading in from You know what? I have music. this. So, you know, do you remember the first teaser for The Force Awakens? The one that starts with Finn's head popping up on Jakku? Jakku. I think so. Um, I may have to rewatch it to really if, remember it. If you look at that trailer and how the scene actually plays out in the movie, it's completely different. So I'm wondering if that whole fade in thing is really going to happen, you know? Right. Because maybe it was just cut that well, way well, for I'd, the trailer. Yeah, I'm not like expecting that to be how the movie starts. No, no. I don't. Th- I'm not meaning the starts, but I don't yeah. think the scene. If I had to guess, like it won't play out like that no, in the movie. It won't look no. like Starfield or whatever right, it was right, they were right. trying to sort of right. convince you it was. I think it'll just be naturally I think part of right. it. Um, hey, I want to ask your opinion on something. Okay. So Johnny and I, we didn't get into it, but I want to ask you about something in this trailer real quick. Okay. Okay. 
Oh, no. I was trying to pull it up on my phone, too. Sorry, I thought I had it on mute and it wasn't going to play out loud. All right, let me get to it. Um, you should, but it's not working right now, so I don't know what the fuck's going on. Ah, uh, I can't get it. All right. So, I want you to look at her hand. All right, and this is not some giant, like, she you're not... looks like she's bowling. <laughs> okay, look at that crazy spread on her hand. Do you see that pinky and the thumb? Is that, can it she? Al- and, and it almost looks like she's missing her pointer finger, but she's not. There's like, all five fingers there. Yeah, that's crazy. She's got some crazy hand it's, flexibility, it's, uh, right? Uh, uh, Daisy Ridley. Yeah, the yeah. Um, Lord of the Rings, Gollum. Oh man, that's like some Gollum hand stuff going on. See, see. I'm not saying she has ugly hands. I'm just saying the way. It, no, <laughs> the see, way Johnny. Spread out. See, Johnny. You you thought I was crazy for bringing this up. I'm not the only one. Maybe I'm. Oh, really? Really? He was like, oh, you're an idiot. I'm on your side? Yep. Yeah, yep. it's Johnny Grasso's wrong. Sorry, buddy. Doesn't happen often. No. But every now and then. So I would say that yep. my favorite thing about the episode, or episode, the trailer, is how it sort of conveys more of a tone than any real plot points. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I think that's more of what the, the teaser is meant to do. We'll get plenty of plot in the next two trailers. Right. Um, and it, I, I think they did a good job leaving us questioning. What's your favorite scene from the trailer? <sighs> um, do you want to kind of break it down and then go back to favorite part afterwards? Yeah, I mean, if you want to watch it real quick, we can. Let me uh, get it set up. Yeah, I was pulling it up on here, too. If the sound's not working from there. I can get it working. All right, here we go. So just to anything that pops in your head, say it. The music feels very strong. Crazy hand. Yeah, crazy hand. Crazy hand. She was definitely putting in some work right before that. Uh, I'll tell you what I think that was when we get when we come back. We can pause it and tell me what you okay. think it was. We'll do that. So I think, I've said this on Rogue One, I think that's her coming out of another vision. Like in the Force uh, Awakens, and I'll show but you that may be part of her training too. To yeah, you know, tune in more. Yeah, I think they're going to make her vision powers like part of her power set. It's not just a coincidence. I think she's going to have some, you know, Force ESP or Force psych. You know, some right, right. some sort of unexplored Force power, well, like related like, to that. Kind of like Maz in a way. Kind of, With kind of Maz. Maz, Maz, yeah. Han, Han. Yeah. What? Who like, gives a fuck? AT, 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 at. Yeah. Whatever. Like, I, I feel, I feel like, yeah, her sense to like know what was going on with the with her having the you know <coughs> being able to be in tune with the force and like the the lights Luke's lightsaber calling for her, like maybe maybe Daisy has some of that too you know yeah. So, um, I'm going to show you, there's a scene later, there's a a scene later that, um, I think sort of ties into the whole vision thing. So, but I think the music is very Star Wars at the beginning. Yeah. I think it's canned, not canned, but like, 
you know, just music they put together for the trailer. Reach out. All right, what do you think about that scene? I think that looks really badass, personally. I think it does, too. I've heard some people describe it as looking kind of like something out of an anime, which I don't disagree with, and I totally dig. I I see it as her focusing, but I can also just imagination-wise see it like something I've seen in another movie where it's somebody that's getting down ready to lunge, running, or whatever, and it's like everything stops around them. It's almost like stop time-ish. Yeah, well, you see this, her foot right here? So, I think she's sitting sort of cross-legged on the ground when it happens. Um, see, like, there's her foot. I think she's sort of, like, sitting with her legs crossed. Oh, that's, that's weird. I don't... See, that's that's how we do around here, son. We we pause the shit and look at sure shoes. Sure, she's and not shit. like kneeling on this one knee. Man, it's know. hard to it's tell. It's hard for me to make sense of exactly what it is. She's got those badass fingerless gloves from yeah. Hot Topic. It's an enticing scene. What do you see? General Leia. That looks awesome. Light. Do you think that's Kylo's helmet it's or Darth? Absolutely Kylo's helmet. It's absolutely Kylo's and I, helmet. I stopped on this a couple different times today because the first time I watched it mm-hmm. on the live uh, com, uh, Star Wars celebration stream, stream, I thought it was Vader, and I thought I could hear that Vader-esque breathing behind it. Mm-hmm. So I, I just well, I they thought might it even that may even be in there, but like right. with Kylo's ties to Darth oh, yeah, Vader yeah, and his obsession with Darth Vader. But I did, even the second time I watched it, I didn't really focus I didn't really focus in on it and uh, find out anything. You know, I didn't see anything different, whatever. Right. But this, I, I watched it right before I came over and at that point I stopped. I was like, no, that's Kylo. You can yeah, see those the chrome silver, bits yeah, around his eyes. Exactly. Yeah. He gave it away. Yeah. Not a lot of chrome going on on Vader's helmet. No. But it's a cool scene. Darkness. The book. Is it? Uh, this is the book. It has something to do around the tree of knowledge. Uh, Force tree Force business. Tree. Yeah. So, this book is interesting. Um,. I have a theory on what it is. Tell us about this book. I I mean, if I knew about this book, man. No, I want to know. So a lot of people have been wondering if it's the Journal of the Wills. Okay. Do you know what that is? I I do not know exactly what the Journal of the Wills is, but I know the Keepers of the Wills. Yeah, the Guardians of the Wills. Guardians of the Wills. So. I, I, I get some of that story. You know, there's a lot of like mythology and stuff in Star Wars that was sort of like on the periphery. Right. The Journal of the Wills was actually like one of the early early drafts of Star Wars was entitled From the Journal of the Wills, The Adventures of Luke Skywalker or, or, or Anakin Starkiller. That's his name was that at one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So basically the Journal of the Wills was supposed to be like a historical recording that the story of Star Wars was being told from. And the wills were sort of like 
these otherworldly force beings, like this, higher power beings. This that already were, sounds like to me like it should be the next animated series that well, uh, and Disney does. They've done some things around the wills, like you said. They they did the Guardians of the Wills in uh, Rogue One. Um, a lot of like the first Star Wars novelization has a, a excerpt from the Journal of the Wills. The Force Awakens novel starts off for, with an excerpt of the Journal of the Wills. In the Clone Wars, like in the last story arc, it's like this Yoda arc. Yoda goes on this like Force vision journey, right? And he um, he basically runs into some characters that I don't think they're ever called the Wills, but they seem like sort of like what the concept of the Wills was, you know? And they're kind of like who help him communicate with Qui-Gon and, and all that stuff. Um, Jason from Making Star Wars brought up a really good point that if this is the Journal of the Wills, then it's weird that it's got the Jedi symbol on it because the Wills would have predated the Jedi. Did the Jedi not? No, I guess they didn't exist technically at that point. Yeah, who's to say? Like, there's not a whole lot of concrete information about the do Journal you, of the Wills. Do Wills. you think this has anything to do with the birds, too, that are supposedly knowledge keepers? I don't know. I don't know. That's, this is all hearsay, really. Yeah, and speculation and okay. a little spoilery. So, right. you know, I, I, without trying to get into that for anybody that doesn't want to hear it, it's kind of a tricky situation. Right. And, but you possibly, know, you know, he, he, to do he that. also said, you know, it could just be that they'll explain it as the Jedi co-opted that symbol from the journal of the wills as yeah, their yeah, symbol. That very but, well could be, um, what I think That'd it make is, a lot of sense. I think it's actually a book written by Kia D Mundi <laughs> and it's the star Wars Kama Sutra. Oh shit. But you know how the Kama Sutra has like these intricate like wood carving fucking complex pictures of sex positions? Right. Kia D is a terrible artist. So it's just like stick figures <laughs> with giant penis heads doing nasty shit. Chapter one, butt stuff, you know? <laughs> That's what I think it is. So, you know, I'm just throwing that out there, guys. Uh, get back at me in December when I, you guys find out I'm right. I think there should be some kind of hashtag on this because I've been sitting here trying to come up with something worthy of coming back to that. Like a funny name for that Kia D. Mundi book. <laughs> I, I, and I think I think somebody out there can come up with something pretty good for that. Um the you know what I was thinking? This is real goofy. They're gonna put out somebody, it may not be with the release of the movie, but eventually we'll get a, a copy of this book. You know what I mean? Uh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah. as like a little reference book or a little right. collectible or something. And for I'm some sure reason, they'll do it as a reference book. I'm kind of jazzed about that. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. All right, so uh, let's get back to the trailer. Speaking of Kia D. Mundi, first, I was pretty happy to see all those pictures of all the Kia D. Mundi figures that were circulating around. Uh, yeah, our buddy Aaron Orlando. from from OKC, Aaron from OK Cupid, bought a buttload of Kia D Mundi figures. And that's how you got yours? Yeah, he uh, gave right he on. gave me one and Jesse one and so then yeah. Will and Goose came into town last week and surprised me. Oh, I wish I'd have known they were here. Me, man, I was like, oh, it's so nice that you guys came in and surprised me. Had you let me know, though. Mama. Uh, oh, man. Oh, What's my. up? What's up, bro? Um, if I had known they were coming in town, I could have scheduled so much better and spent more time with them and stuff. We could have gotten the gang together. Hell yeah. But 
since Jesse and I had two Kia D's, I felt it was only right to pass one on to Will. So now Will has a coveted Kia D in his good possession. So, uh, yeah, let's get back to the old yeah. trailer. And I digress. It's so much bigger. That is not Yoda sitting on the rock. No. Everybody, that is not Yoda. No, that is not Yoda. This part is probably my favorite scene. You see the new ad ads in the background? I really haven't looked that far into it, and I don't know exactly what these uh, ships are. Right. They haven't been there. There's their name or anything hasn't I, been announced. I feel like it does pay homage somewhat to something older I've seen in one the of the B-wings. Maybe that's what it is. It definitely but, has a very similar cockpit and sort of sideways shape. You know, the B-wings right. can fly in this configuration, oh, but you and then they see them, uh, like this, okay. and they're like a T. So I think it's sort of a take on the B-Wing without being just another B-Wing. Right. I also I, think that these are... Uh-oh. What had happened? What had happened? I also think that these are probably just in-atmosphere speeder-type ships, kind of like gotcha. the snow speeders. This, I, I know there's been talk about this planet being a certain name and being like a, a salt planet or mm -hmm. whatever, but this like white surface that looks like a dry, a dry lake bed or something and these ships have you know the piece dragging down from which i'm really curious about what mm -hmm. purpose that serves that they're dragging the ground right um but the effect that it causes with the red sand being thrown up i, I think it's a beautiful scene that's my my favorite so jason has reported on this uh planet and i don't consider this a huge spoiler like if you guys are super sensitive about it you may want to Skip ahead a few seconds, but in one of the Rogue One source books, it also mentions this planet, Crate, and it is mentioned as a mining planet. Mining planet, right. So it makes me wonder if those pieces that come down and drag like or probes probes, or some sort of mining device or something gotcha. like that. Um, but who really knows? All right, hold on. That, and that that end part of it from the side. Falcon. I only know one truth. I love that shot of Kyle. Oh, here it is. Shit, I missed it. Well, and we kind of missed the part before this too. That was Poe you see in the hangar. Mm-hmm. And the explosion. I really hope it didn't take out his black X-wing. Bro, I don't think we got. I think that X-wing's it's gone. I mean, I, I don't know that for sure by any means, Dude, that but that's so bad. I mean, you know, he'll get another one. Yeah, they but just get an X Wing and slap the same paint job on it. Partial. Do you think um, they take the time if he got a different one to repaint it that color? I feel like this guy's special War. for some reason. Like it served some different mission on a different place where that was the color all of them were, you know? Well, and no, it survived. I believe in canon he had it painted that color because. He's an ace. No, the black. There's something about the black color that helps it not be Visible picked on up radar. on like radar okay. or something like that. And if that. you see right here on the left, um, and right here, that right. So on the left, those are the back engines of the new A wings, and then on the right, that's the front of the new A wing. So in this hangar, he's parked in there with some of the new A wings. You also see the A wings briefly in the space battle shot. Very, very attentive there, buddy. Mm -hmm. I didn't even notice that because I was too focused on 
whether that shit was going to get blown <laughs> up or not. You got a special affinity for that black X-Wing. I get it. Yeah, it I looks do. real badass for sure. Do. Now, I don't blame you one bit for that. So I hope it does. I mean, if it does get blown up, long Maybe as he has another one. You know, oh, no, man. That's a pretty big explosion to fix yeah. that shit. I'm just being too optimistic here. Yeah. I, I realize it. <laughs> <clears throat> um, all right, let's see. truth okay this shot so this there's r2 there's a hooded figure there's something burning in the background yep i think that's luke and i'm not by far i'm not the only one i think that's luke finding the destroyed jedi temple i think this is another flashback force vision oh after kylo's destroyed so you know Ah. when you see him in the force awakens i think you're seeing him from the side here because he, you see him kneel down, and he puts his hand on R2, right? And you can tell that off screen, it looks like there's flame of some sort by the lighting on his robe and everything and on the ground. This is in The Force Awakens. At what what portion? During a flat? Like, like when she touches the saber, and you see that oh. one shot of Luke where he puts his robot hand. Now watch real closely. Like, and the scene you see the Knights of Ren walking away from would be possibly the same, because there's fire in the background, right? No, Well, see, that's the weird thing. I don't know now how connected those two scenes are, okay. where you see the Knights of Ren all yeah, together yeah. with the bodies. Yeah. It would make sense that they're connected, but it, there's no flame involved, yeah, and it's it raining. Not, that may not have been during her flashback. It is during it her is? flashback. Okay. I'm just saying those they're two. They're not connected. I got you. Right. All right. And then we've got, um, if you look real closely you'll notice he's kneeling now and he finishes the kneel it's real quick but he's kneeling down next to it r2 looks like two figures oops oops back there my bad i didn't know you had a touch screen fancy computer yeah yeah well it's not all that fancy it's actually kind of a it is to... fancy enough that i can't touch it <laughs> <laughs> yeah that i mean that that's probably my second favorite part of the uh, trailer what's what's your second favorite part of the trailer it was real quick it's when phasma's walking through the flames i'm i'm damn sure that's phasma oh yeah i I, i'm pretty sure that's phasma too but i and if you guys look close you may agree with me but i really feel like on that far left side it looks like a sand trooper old school sand trooper you mean snow trooper snow trooper shit I keep doing that. I, I hate to be the dude that disagrees, but I think you might be wrong about okay. that. Just because and I, I can't be. see the per the the I need can't to see the purpose for it either. But just it looks like it's got kind of that drapey hood to the bottom of it. See, the only thing I could see that seemed like it was kind of the helmet and that one freeze frame you uh-huh. sent me, but the rest, like the bottom part looked more segmented and stuff like the the gotcha. first order gotcha. stormtroopers gotcha. they may be even one of these new troopers that making star yeah. wars has been reporting on which look really cool yeah um who knows you know uh, it looks pretty cool though yeah i think they want most people to think those two scenes are connected because of the flame i don't think they are i think those are two different scenes like i said i think the the one thing is flashback stuff and the other is oh i wasn't even thinking about that being connected to the uh 
the him at the the burning. Table. I don't think it is. Okay, okay. because the ground and and the scene with Phasma is like the shiny black. Yeah. First order flooring. But maybe that's what they're trying to imply is make you ask questions. I, I think as that as far as like Kylo and the Knights or Phasma doing some crazy shit. I honestly think that a lot in that trailer is is sort of misdirection, misdirection and and red herrings like yeah. you know there's so, a couple of them that I hope are. What do you think I know you hope that fucking X-wing exploding is a misdirection. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Like there I guess for maybe sure. there could be like a force field that drops yeah. out, who knows. <laughs> it's Star Wars, they'll figure a way. Um well, I guess we should just get into it. What do you think about the last line? I only know one thing. The Jedi must end. That's the other one that I'm hoping is like somewhat of a misdirection. Like the way I t- take it and the way I hope it is, is he's just referring to the old ways of the Jedi. Like some things have to change for them to keep going or prevail or, right. you know, I, I think make it modern to some I, extent. I think that will be the end point of how he feels, but I think... That scene and that dialogue he's, might come into play pretty early in the movie, and that's really how he feels. Like he's refusing to train her. Yeah, and I think that, like, if you think about it, if if we pick up with Luke's story since we last saw him in The Last Jedi, and he is just badass Luke Skywalker we all know, and he's super sure of himself, and he's never done any th- anything wrong, that's not exactly a very interesting story arc for a character. No. No, he's so, gonna have some flaws. Yeah, you gotta give you him know? some some stuff to work through, and I think you a know a lot of times those go along with a good beard. It's just how it happens. You know? Yeah, yeah. So I think you know he's you know sort of broken at this point, and maybe Ray showing up sort of shows him the light and shows him that like there's still hope for the yeah, Jedi Order. Give, gives him something to believe in again. There's no doubt that the Jedi order needs to be different than it was in the prequel era. They fucked up big time. Yeah, for sure. So clearly I think he would want to move away from that. That's why I also kind of um, agree with Jason that maybe that's not the Jedi of the, the journal of the wills. Maybe that's like an ancient Jedi textbook that he's going to read and be like, Oh, okay. This This is is how how we we should be. Like, this is the important shit. Get it. Basically take it down to the core essence of being a Jedi and not all the extra bullshit that came along with, you know, the Jedi order as it was in the prequels and stuff like that. Not get involved more in like, could be more like guardians of the wheels type. Uh, yeah. Well, I think Johnny actually put it pretty well, less monk and more samurai. Yeah. Okay. I gotcha. I, I like that. I like that. Um, but you know, We'll see. Just a few more months. So your right. favorite shot is the skimmers or yeah, whatever those yeah. things are. I, I, I believe so. And then, I mean, there's a lot of good imagery in it, but I feel like that's my favorite. It From back, is cool, but once they show that little clip from the side, mm-hmm. that's that does it. I think that's right. Yeah, they, it, it looks shows, really cool. They put some cool thought into whatever's going on, you know? Yeah, and that's one of the things I like best about Star Wars is seeing the new planets and, like, the new atmospheres and, like, environments and all that kind of stuff. And Right. You know, I love Force Awakens, but at the end of the day, things looked very Earth-like. 
for a lot of it, you yeah, know? Yeah, it did. Like the forest. Yeah. And and like I get why they did base. that because in the original trilogy, they had really no choice but to film in Earth-like locations. Right. But I also like when Star Wars goes weird with its oh, locations. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, they yeah, did yeah. that a little more in Rogue One, you Endor know? Endor really feels good. Yeah, but, but it just but feels liked, like a place you could go exactly, camping this exactly, weekend. Yeah. It's like Smith Lake. Pay $2 and drive through a gate. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, rent a cabin for 15 bucks a night and right. get bed no, bugs no and shit. No open containers. Man, that's what they there. say, but everybody's fucking wasted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Dropping loads on airstreams and shit. <laughs> All right, so um, you want to do some emails? Well, well, no, I forgot what I was going to... I had one more point to bring up. So there has been like a mild controversy you know in the scene where uh kylo was holding the saber that's the one scene you see of kylo did you notice anything that was different about him versus the end of the force awakens i mean i just noticed he wasn't wearing a helmet so you know he gets the facial scar he gets cut on the face at the end of the force awakens yeah. they move and, and that's his helmet that got like crushed at the end too because it was off well, he didn't. No, it, you don't. You don't think that scene in the teaser is like of his helmet after Starkill? Well, no, because no, it's incinerated. Probably. Yeah, he took. I'm sure he just has like a room full oh, of those, yeah, or yeah, had right. some dude make him one right. with a 3D printer. Um, I just it. I didn't know if that was like imagery of what's already happened or what's going to happen in the next movie. Kylo got up with my buddy Sal and was like, Sal. I need a new helmet. Will you help me? And Sal was like, I don't know, bro. You're totally dark side and I'm totally light side. And, and then what happened? I do karate and and I know wushu, according to my buddy Randy. And I'm in Saber Guild and my family's badass cosplayers. But Yeah, they are. And he was like, Sal, I really need you to make me a helmet. Will you make me a helmet, Sal? What are you going to do for me? Uh, not force choke you. Fair enough. Um... You know, the, uh, for some reason, that cracked Jesse up. That doesn't happen often. She's tired of my bullshit. I can't make her laugh anymore. I try real hard, and she's just, like, rolling her eyes. Um, so his scar moved. Oh, it's in a it? different, yeah. And people are, I, I, I saw, I don't want to blow it out of proportion. A couple people were upset. Does that bother you at all? Uh, I mean, it could if they just didn't put that type of thought into detail. It's well, just something they missed. It's not. Ryan Johnson specifically addressed it on Twitter and said that they moved it just because he liked the way it looked better. And it's not a huge okay. I'm all right with move. that. As long as, as long as he was public about it and yeah. said it, hey. So, like, the original cut in The Force Awakens sort of goes in between his eyebrows yeah, and yeah. across the bridge a, of his nose. Odd, yeah. And he said he just didn't really like how it goes across the nose, so he moved it over a little to be just on the eye. It doesn't bother me. It's, you know, one of those things. No, I'm good on the tequila. I got to do work tequila. after this. Tequila. So uh, you want to do some emails and stuff before we call it a night? Sounds good to me, buddy. There's one way we start off that segment. Let me oh, get it loaded up. Oh, it is. Kia G. Kia G. Kia D. Cockhead. The only Jedi master who can crash box Kia Cockhead Running around slaying bitches with his cockhead He's a big Surian stud He loves to split chicks with his pud Kia Cockhead So stroke his cone and suck on his balls Kia Cockhead 
What you gonna do when he comes on you now? He's a Jedi Council stooge, but he'll be plumping spooge tomorrow. Cockhead! Luhurt! Cockhead! Hosberger! Cockhead! Will Witt! Cockhead! Goose Paint! Cockhead! G-Money! Cockhead! King Tom! Cockhead! Joe! Cockhead! Key and D! Cockhead! Cockhead! I was going to give you guys some commentary, but I didn't want to butt in on everybody's favorite song. Oh, man, that song. But I do want you all to know at the beginning of that, Halls was like Rocky getting ready for <laughs> was, a big fight, getting pumped. Like, Yeah, I, I like shadow boxing. It's just battle cry, y'all. Yeah, I do love that song. Y'all All should right. be very proud of yourself for creating that. Yeah, you know, I got to meet G Money, one of the yeah, masterminds that. behind that song. That's awesome. I hope, I hope Steve gets to make the next celebration because I really want to hang out with that dude. I just want to stand in between him and G Money and listen to their Boston accents going back and forth. <laughs> oh, sounds great. It'd be like you're in the town. I love that movie. I know you do. I love that movie. It is a good damn movie. All right, so first up, we've got a voicemail from our buddy Richie from Boston. Oh, Richie. Haas and Will, this is your buddy Richie. Guys, I just watched the Last Jedi trailer, and I'm going to start with a few words. Breathe. (laughs) Breathe. Now reach out. What do you see? I'll tell you what I see. I see a fucking puddle of cum in my lap because I reached out and grabbed my P.E.K.K.A. while I was watching this fucking trailer. Holy shit, this is fucking fantastic. Did you see that fucking thing? Wow. That I mean, with, with, like the space battle and fucking the Jedi training and Ray doing that fucking karate kid lightsaber kata on the fucking, on that cliff there. Oh, my fucking head. And what does that mean? It's time for the Jedi to end. I have speculation on that. I happen to think that Luke is still unconvinced that this thing should move forward. But, uh, you know, I think The Last Jedi alludes to what he's thinking right now in Episode 8. And I think it's the, Je- the Jedi are going to come back in later movies and Rey's going to continue that tradition. Oh, this fucking trail is insane. I I don't know what else to say, but uh, I got to go clean myself off. All right, guys, take care. Yeah, buddy. I love how somber the beginning of of most of his voicemails are when he's leaving. Yeah, he gets gets revved up like a train. It's like, chugga, 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 chugga. Come and boners! (laughs) Come and boners! Yeah, man. I I mean, uh, funny enough, I mean... Sounds like me and my buddy Richie are pretty much on the same page as far as the whole Jedi must end thing. So, yeah, yeah. I can't wait. I cannot wait until as soon as we get back from seeing The Last Jedi. I know when we sit down to do our big reaction podcast, he's going to have a a voicemail waiting just like he did for Rogue One. Yep, it's going to be good. All right. So next up, we got an email from our buddy. Let's see what his name is. I see what his email name is. This is Neil from Chicago. Hey, Halls and Will. 
as most fans have have i have watched the last jedi teaser trailer countless times in the first 25 24 hours of it being out i love what i see and am more amped than ever for the film i do have one position that is different from everyone else so far who has watched it at the end as we see kylo ren captain phasma and the battle above what i believe is the resistance original planet dakar we hear a voice say i only know one truth it's time for the jedi to end Everyone keeps saying this is Luke, but as I watch it again and again, I hear the voice and it sounds younger and a bit deeper than when Luke is talking to Ray at the beginning saying, breathe, just breathe. I believe the voice is Kylo Ren. It makes sense in my ears because the voice begins as the trailer first shows Kylo looking down the length of his saber. While I believe Luke will train Rey to be something different than any Force user before her, I for one do not believe Luke wishes for the Jedi to end. What are, you th what are your thoughts, guys? Thanks again for all the great content, and I hope you had a great time in Orlando. <coughs> um, buddy, I don't think it's Kylo. Um, and we kind of talked about what I think the whole Jedi will end thing. I think it's more of Luke's mindset towards the beginning of the movie and not so much as mindset towards the end of the movie i think ray will bring him around um and the, i'll tell you this i think maybe the difference you're hearing is how the two lines are delivered when when luke is saying the breathe reach out thing it's in a very whispery voice breathe reach out and then at the end it's more of just a normal speaking voice and it doesn't have that Adam Driver, hello, I'm Adam Driver, yeah. I'm Kylo Ren thing. I agree with everything you're saying, but at the same time, I do like that theory. I mean, they could be up it to... Could, that could be kind of cool. I mean, they could be up to some sort of shenanigans. Or even, oh, no. yeah. They could be up to some sort of shenanigans where they're like pitching the voice differently or something. Um to make a to trick us like that but i don't necessarily think that's the case but if you kind of think back to to the flashback of uh luke kneeling down in front of the the academy burning down or the temple burning down and you think of it in that light it being during that time i don't know i i could see that being flashback of kylo the helmet on the ground no the scene that he's talking about what he's saying being a flashback the jedi must end i mean i guess it could that's the way it made sense to me yeah i i just that's have a feeling I, that's why i like it i don't believe that it's true i, I don't think that's what it's gonna be but i i kind of like it i think it was very purposeful that all the the dialogue we hear in the trailer is luke because we didn't hear luke talk in episode seven so I think this was kind of like them being like, all right, I know we didn't give you Luke until the last seconds of The Force Awakens, but here's a little Luke dialogue to whet your appetite until um, until uh, you know the next trailer or the movie and things like that. So I'm going to say you're right. I, you know, I'm not saying necessarily. But I would say I've got like a 99.99% feeling that that's Luke saying that. I feel like either way it's going to be interesting to see. I oh, for sure. Uh, next I'm ready, up, ready for some Skywalker. Ooh. Next ooh. up, we've got uh, our buddy Chris 
my dudes. I hope Paul's had a great time at Celebration and that Will had an excellent Easter weekend as well. I had one quick comment on the last Jedi teaser trailer with regards to Kylo Ren, his mask, and his overall character development. We see him in the teaser trailer without his helmet, and it's also laying on the floor broken. I think this is telling us that he and the Lucasfilm story team are intentionally moving away from it as he is embracing the dark side more and more and further from the light. I believe the writing is on the wall that he wore the mask initially in The Force Awakens to compensate for his lack of submission to the dark side and to hide from the world. His master Snoke and himself the inadequacy he felt with not being strong enough to deny the pull to the light. Probably an allegory for how people in the real world put up a facade on social media or in other ways to to shape others' perception of them. Due to killing his father and his failures and injuries he sustained at Starkiller Base, and hopefully through training with Snoke, his anger and devotion to the dark is becoming absolute. As this, progress, as this progresses, he feels more confident in his ability to outwardly project what he wants others to see, a being who can rival Darth Vader in the power to command the dark side of the Force. Sorry to get psychological on you guys, but I can also imagine, from what a cynical point of view, that as Adam Driver's notoriety continues to soar, that the filmmakers and he himself will want his face shown in the movies instead of a mask. He is an actor, and this is Hollywood, after all. Sent from my iPhone. He went deep on that. I like he that. He sure did. And that's the thing about the last email, too, is some like pretty deep thoughts into it. Oh, yeah. That, I mean, I mean it, whether it's original or not, I don't know. It may be, you know. So, I think I think he could be sort of on to something there. I, I kind of wonder what it is, too. I hope we get at least a decent amount of Kylo with the helmet on. I feel like there's going to be some struggles. Like, he did just kill his father. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean as evil as he may be. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. The boy killed his, fa- his dad, you know? He's going to have some back thought to that. Um, there's going to be consequences in his mind, I think. <clears throat> I just wonder if... Um, yeah. It's an interesting thing because they definitely pushed the image of Kylo in the helmet really hardcore for The Force Awakens. It was all in the promotion, all over the promotion and artwork and everything. And I do like the design. I don't think it is is as classic or as... The new design or the original? Isn't there a new design of the helmet that's a little bit different? Yeah, from what I understand, it's not different enough to really even make a big deal about. Um, there's, you know, there's differences in the new first order, like the first order troopers, there's uh-huh. difference in their armor and helmets, okay. I gotcha. but it's slight, gotcha. it's very slight. Um, so, you know, I think it's more of the difference between how, like in a new hope Vader's helmet has the red lenses yeah. and it's all beat up and, and fucked up looking. And then in, in empire strikes back and return of the Jedi, he's rocking like the super shiny armor. He's more matte. Didn't it change a little bit in return of the Jedi too? Like it changed from every movie to movie, every yeah. movie Darth Vader's in something different's going on. It's never 100% the I, same. I feel like we may see more Kylo without the helmet, but I feel like we're going to see him with the helmet too. Yeah. I, I, I think like so too. Whether he dons it for the fights or whatever yeah. or not, you know, well, I, and I, I think we'll see it. You know, it's got to be hard to sort of, and I think Adam Driver did a good job of this acting in a helmet. In that scene where he's talking to Vader's helmet, 
in The Force Awakens, he does a really good job there of sort of emoting and doing what he needs to to get the point across. Because right. otherwise it can seem kind of weird and like a weird like Power Rangers villain or something when oh, you have yeah. someone in like a a helmet like that that's you know doesn't have any facial expression. Right. I don't think it's as expressive as the Vader mask or as iconic as the Vader mask. No, it's not. But it's still it's, cool. It's a good job still. I <clears throat> I can't see now, you know, hearing that the Captain Phasma outfit was a possible design for Kylo Ren at some yeah. point. I can't look back and see him in that now. No, like, no. Like and I think that was his, sort of... His mask and stuff is iconic enough yeah. that I wouldn't want to see that. And I think that was very early on in the process of coming up with Kylo. Like, if you look in the Art of the Force Awakens book, there's some crazy concepts for Kylo in there. Or there's some interesting stuff in there. All right, so and next good up... Good email, though. Yeah, real good I li- email. I like that everybody's putting so much thought into it. That's what Star Wars fans it's- be doing. This is from our buddy Sean. Hey, Halls and Will, long-time listener, first time writing in to you guys. First up, I love the podcast. It's one of my absolute favorites. Thanks, buddy. Just a comment for you guys, particularly for you, Halls, as you were at Celebration. How cool is George Lucas? Man, I have a renewed respect for that dude. He rocks up in his comfy shirt and sneakers, and even though he has little input in the franchise since the sale to Disney, he is clearly the man. Rock on, Uncle George. You're a goddamn legend. (laughs) As for John Williams, wow. Keep up the good work, guys, Sean. Thanks, buddy. Thanks so much for writing in. It seems like everybody lost it when all of a sudden they realized John Williams was there. That is my one sort of regret about Celebration is that I just didn't do, we didn't do the panel, but it would have been impossible for me, man. But Two nights of that in a row and having to do a late night podcast like, so yeah, yeah, for on Friday that's, night. Yeah, that's rough. Um I, the other thing is is, it. you know, I heard you know, there were definitely rumors floating around and it seemed pretty certain that George was m- going to be there and that Harrison was going to be there. I did not hear the rumors about John Williams or and like uh, that was a surprise to surprise. me. And but so when while it was going on, y'all were on the floor, so y'all got to see it going mm-hmm. on on the screen. Yeah. I mean, to me, being able to see that live while it happens versus waiting in the line, yeah, I, I, I would still got goosebumps out of it, you know, or from it. You know, I know it would have been kind of crazy, but, you know, for like, say, I don't know. You know, it's hard for me to complain about Celebration because it was my first one. It was my okay. first big con, so I don't have much to compare it to. Right. You know, it's, I, I it's know. It's rough, though. I know a lot of people. Yeah, that's rough. I know a lot of people have had their complaints about celebration and how it was run and how the lines were run, and I totally understand their complaints. I just don't have anything to to compare it to. You were in all for being there, and yeah, you're going to do what you had to 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 get to get what you want while you're there. Well, that not just that. Like, I don't have any constructive things to add to the conversation right, to be right. like, oh, they should have done this. Right, like right, right. I haven't I've seen been to this you know, place right. and they did it this way and it yeah, was so, so much better. You know, there's yeah. there's definitely people out there that can do that better than me with better authority because they've they've atten- attended huge events like right. this. Um I wish okay. I could have gone. I know it would have been fun. Anaheim, well, maybe Anaheim twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. 
see what's up. Start thinking about it now. All right. Next up, I have a message from our buddy Connor. Go Bulldogs. Real Ted. Go Bulldogs. Real Ted. Go Bulldogs. Yeah, real Ted. Hey, Halls and Will. Wanted to get your thoughts on this term, Gray Jedi. I've seen a lot of people call Luke a Gray Jedi now because of what he said at the end of the Last Jedi teaser. Maybe I don't exactly understand what a Gray Jedi is, but I don't like it. We never had to call Ahsoka a Gray Jedi. She was just a Force user with no label to her. Anyway, what do you think? Keep it up, Connor from Starkful. I think there's something in the water at Stark in Starkful that makes dudes from Starkful just not like that term Grey Jedi. I don't like it either. Yeah. To me, I, and I brought this up on Rogue One. There's no reason to change that now if they're just they've referred to him as one thing up to this point. Well, like they didn't even really ever refer to Ahsoka. Like yeah. Grey Jedi is kind of an oxymoron. Jedi is a Jedi. They're they're the light side of the Force. You know, like. A great so that kind of makes you curious of what like, um, Chirrut actually is then because he's could, a guardian of the will. Yeah, like, I feel like I feel like in that gray Jedi conversation, you can almost put him in there. See, I feel like Chirrut is light side. Like, I don't feel like he yeah. is a Jedi, but I feel he like like Ahsoka when she leaves the Jedi he just, Order. He just has a mission that's different than the Jedi. Yeah, it's, I guess it's to know? protect the Kyber Temple right. on Jedi. Um, when Ahsoka leaves the Jedi Order, she doesn't have a label anymore. She, but she's still a light side character. She's still right. a good character. Right. She doesn't fall to the dark side, right. and she still has force abilities, and, right, and things yeah. like that. So. To me, Grey Jedi is kind of like a Star Wars meme term. That's the first time I ever heard it was it got passed around on like Facebook and stuff. And there was like this image that was like, if I was in Star Wars, I'd be a Grey Jedi. I'd be a mixture of the light side and the dark side. I'm fucking edgy. I'm going to Hot Topic to get my new fucking My Chemical Romance CD and my eighth lip ring. And my fingerless gloves and my Nightmare Before Christmas butt plug. Oh, no, man. You ain't got to be filming me while I'm doing it. <laughs> no, no. I was just going to take a picture. Guys, I wish you could have been here for that. I wish this was a live video podcast because that made my night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a great Jedi. Was, I'll tell you what. If I was excellent. in Star was Wars, excellent. I wouldn't use a lightsaber. I'd use a light axe like Conan the Barbarian. I just want a light pick. I want a light, a couple of light dagger. I want a light bow and arrow. Would they also want a Michelob light? Or no, an ultra? Mm, probably. Yeah, okay. Probably. All right, next <laughs> up, we got our good buddy uh, Joe. I don't know. This, no, this great Jedi thing it's kind good, of bums man. me I out. I like it. You're making my night. <laughs> That's Hall's the Grey. If Hall's was a Grey Jedi, this is what he'd talk like. I only know Hall's one. the Grey. I only know one thing. The Jedi must end. We must all be Grey. Will and Hall's, I hope you're both doing well. I suspect most of your current podcast will be spent discussing the upcoming The Last Jedi, as well it should be. But I wanted to bring up something from Rogue One that seemed applicable to what I saw the last couple of weeks. Apologies in advance for a long email. After watching her father die right in front of her on Edu, Jin Erso and her new comrades head back towards Yavin 4. 
Based on everything that happened, there's a quick scene where Jen is putting pieces of the puzzle together and figures out that Cassian was there to assassinate Galen. Jen makes a very quick move to confront Cassian about the events on Edu, but is briefly stopped. Churret is literally blind, but can sense something with Jen and immediately grabs her hand. Nothing is said between the two characters, and it's left open to interpretation, but it's enough to stop her momentarily. Does Churret know that she's about to confront Cassian and is trying to get her to give it another moment's thought? Does Churret grab her... Does Churret grab her hand as nothing more than a sign of support to someone who just watched her father die in front of her? After watching Rogue One several times, again, it, since it was released on Blu-ray, I must admit that this scene sticks out more with each viewing. Can you or your viewers think of another scene from any Star Wars movie with such heavy non-verbal communication? I sort of think that Han Solo touching Kylo's Ren face before he falls to his death approaches that. But even that has more of a cinematic feel than Churret simply grabbing Jin's hand. On to my larger point. Seeing that this scene, seeing this scene several times again, also got me thinking about the Star Wars fan community based on this past weekend. To the thunderous applause, I myself was not able to attend the Star Wars convention in Orlando. However, I got to somewhat experience it via the Twitter Twitter feeds of everyone who got to attend. There was so much pure joy evident by what was said and what was, what wasn't said that it reminds me of Churret grabbing Jen's hand. Churret's gesture, no matter how it's interpreted, interpreted, was a sign of compassion that feels more natural and realistic than any other gesture in a Star Wars movie that I can recall. Seeing so many friends meet in person when they had previously only interacted over social media and podcasts was a sign of genuine and realistic friendship. It was like watching the brief non-verbal communication between Churit and Jin, except thankfully no one died. In closing, in closing, thank you for all you do and for bringing so many good people together through your podcast, Joe. Man, Joe reached down no doubt. and pulled the motherfucking the heart heartstrings on that man. He plucked him like a... I, I think he absolutely has something there, and that's more sign that they cut a decent bit of like relationship building between uh, him and Baze, probably. Yeah, little sister. Yeah, that that know? thing. Yeah, they get to the they get to the point where they're referring to her as little sister without right. a whole lot right. of development. I, I think there there's more to all that for sure. You know. Um, one of the scenes I would say that conveys sort of emotion like but that. But I say without... yes, he did know what was going to happen, and he was grabbing her hand to stop her. Though I, I think, think he, he was more it. like now, well, because he was asking questions after she or after uh, he had got off the plane. He was asking some of the questions of his intent or sparking. Yeah, it up, I, that's you know? why I think it was more of a hey, I I got your back, or uh, I'm here for you thing. Because be he did not easily. seem real stoked. With what Cassian was going to do, no, and he's, no he, not at all. He's who tells her. He's like, when yeah. someone's about to kill someone, they have like an energy about dark them, or whatever, a dark yeah. energy around them, surrounding them. So I think you know, Churret was like, "Hey, that's fucked up." Right. I got your back. Okay. Sorry about that. Um, but I, I also feel with what had happened overall. I don't know. I'm gonna leave. Uh, I'm leaving it alone. <laughs> I'm gonna go to. It's gonna turn into a rabbit hole. Well, that's that's what Star Warsing podcast is about. Yeah, that is true. 
Um, yeah. Who is that email know. from? That was from Joe. Word. Um, oh, uh, so what I was going to say, a scene that I feel like does a good job of conveying emotion or stuff non-verbally is probably one of the most classic scenes in Star Wars, but the music helps a lot. You can't discount the music in that scene, in this scene, and that's when you see Luke looking at the twin sons of Tatooine yeah. on A New Hope. Yeah, like that, you it's know exactly most, what's up. It's one of the most iconic visual moments and music. Like, it, yeah, it, it and he's really just well. like, you know exactly what he's thinking, what he's feeling, and right. he doesn't have to sit there and be like, oh, "I want to get off this shit." Right. Well, I'm Luke the Great Jedi, and I want to get off this shit hole. <laughs> All right. Uh, You're like, I know how you feel. I'm right there with you. <laughs> Let me. Uh, that, that may have sparked a, sparked the connection with a lot of people to lose. Oh, for sure. That for scene sure. in itself, you know. And I'm telling you right now, every that was right. Everything about that scene was right. Yeah. Every everywhere feels like Tatooine since uh, celebration, because that's the only place I want to be. And I will say, I don't back watch at celebration. Yeah. I'm gonna have to experience it. Yeah, it's great. <clears throat> All right. But I was going to say, back, like, the end of Rebel, or the one episode of Rebels I probably watched was where Obi-Wan kills Darth Maul, mm-hmm. and then we see that twin son scene. And Luke is off in the and background running. Even though that was the only episode I watched of that, and I, to begin with, wasn't real stoked about the way the fight went down between uh, Obi-Wan and Maul until I talked to you and then you made me see it from a different side. I wanted yeah. it to be a little bit longer, but I was like, yeah, that he, he was putting his exclamation point on it. I can take that. But the twin sun scene, it, it, did, it felt good. It did. It felt good. I, you know, I'm so torn on that episode. One day, you know, some days I wake up and I'm like, that's right. Obi-Wan was a motherfucking samurai Jedi master in that scene. And other times I'm like... I wanted to see him fight more. You know, I I don't even know if fight more would have been what I wanted to see. I would have loved to see more of the dialogue between Obi-Wan and Darth Maul. That, the dialogue was interesting to me. I did like it. Yeah. It was very interesting. And like, once it was going south, they, it was, there was a little bit of a respect there. mm -hmm. Especially with Obi-Wan like cradling him. Yeah. Like, Maul like asking his final question like I yeah I, I can see some respect there I like that all right so we got uh, one more email and one more voicemail so first up the voicemail is from our buddy Soars Bandim so let me oh, get that loaded shit. up for you guys <sighs> this is Soars Bandim <sighs> and I'm back. <sighs> There's been an attempt made on my life this week. And it looks like Kit Fisto can't do his own dirty work. Fucking hell, I ain't getting old. He seems to think it's funny to send someone round to my place to take me out. Oh, Jesus Christ. But I've got news for you. It's going to take a little bit more than that fisto to take me out. So I come back to my flat and I know something's not right. I can feel it in the air. And as I glance around, 
I just see these two red piercing eyes in the darkness. And guess who it is? It's old Chuck Chuck. Now, if you want someone taken out, then who better to use than Chuck Chuck? He's a tiny little Ewok fella, but I'll tell you this for nothing. He's a fucking ruthless bastard. He's deadly with that little spear of his, and he loves a good blade. But he didn't count on one thing. Saw's bandine ain't to be trifled with, and it's going to take a little bit more than some militant little Ewok to deal with me. Now, he put up a good fight, and I'll give him credit for that. But at the moment... He's folded up into a couple of pieces and I'll be shoving him down the garbage chute if you get what I mean. Now, if you want to tear up Fisto, you know where I live, so you come find me. And don't get any ideas about bringing your cockhead friend. He's about as useful as a cock-flavoured lollipop. <laughs> That's all from me this week, so I'll leave you to it. Ta-ra, you bunch of mugs. Jesus Christ. Fucking Soar's Bandim almost killed me with the cock-flavored lollipop line. Holy <laughs> shit. Holy shit. Oh, my goodness. A lollipop. <laughs> oh, my God. Woo, he made me break a sweat with that one. He's about as useful as a cock-flavored lollipop. <laughs> God damn, that was great. Whew, just... <laughs> just That's just what I got for you. We got to keep that going somehow. Cock-flavored lollipop? Fuck your cock-flavored <laughs> lollipop. <laughs> keep it going, Jesse. You say, know, that, say that to a couple of people at work. You know what is definitely not uh, cock-flavored? Are Steel Wars branded oh, Your yeah, Snoke yeah. Theory I saw Sucks those, lollipops. Those little, those little blue suckers. Uh, he gave us a couple of them that were broken. Like, I have a couple that are, are pristine. Like, I'm never going to open them yeah, and yeah, eat them. Yeah, yeah, but them. he gave us a couple that like got broken Like while we were in land. He's like, if you guys get here hungry, here's a couple of broken. <laughs> they were delicious. Were they? Like yeah. blueberry? Grape, blueberry, you know, okay, okay. purple flavored. I usually like blue stuff, like yeah. candy wise. Blue and reds, I yeah. usually like. Yeah, it was, it was, you know, and purples. I like grapes. Grandpa used to give me grapeco when I was a kid. Mm, grapeco was a shit. On a hot day when you were a kid, and you could take all that sugar, it was Oof. good. All right, so a last up, but first, uh, definitely not the least up. <laughs> is our buddy uh, King Tom, the king. Of all times. Or kings. You know. You know. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> Guess the, the jury's out on that one. It absolutely Oof. is. Hey, Halls and Will. I've been feeling like the feeling this week like I'm going to need someone to hold me and tell me everything's going to be all right. Halls already has a plane trip. Right? No, plane man. Ticket. King Tom, I'll come to you. I'll cradle you. Like I'll, yes. I'll cradle you in my chest hair. Man, think of that image, it's guys. Chesticles. Like, Imagine like a Mick Foley lookalike <laughs> holding the king of all toms in his arms like a wee baby. I see a picture of a wee baby with a crown on. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the release date change. I have a bad feeling about this. I get that Star Wars historically comes out in May, but for a number of reasons, I'm not comfortable moving the release date. 
For business reasons, there's a lot more box office competition in May. And will they sell as many toys without Christmas a few months after the toys go on sale? I hope Disney slash Lucasfilms, Lucasfilms, Lucasfilm. He didn't. I, he didn't. That wasn't King he Tom's made, fault. He made films though. Yeah, if that wasn't right. King Tom's fault. That was my fuck up. Knows what they're doing. But for personal reasons, having new Star Wars movies come out in December has made the last two winters a lot better for me. While I love Christmas, I don't like the winter or the holiday season. Shorter days, cold weather, societal pressures, and Christmas music everywhere make the time of year intolerable for me. Having Star Wars right smack dab in the middle has made me a better person. I escape for a day or two at the premiere and then can go back for repeat viewings whenever I want. I've been looking forward to having this come back to to have this to come back to year after year. Now it will end after 2017. But sp- but still there's a bright side. We're getting new Star Wars movies and I'll go see them a number of times no matter when in the year it's released. It's just something that I'm not feeling great about right now. Thanks for reading your pal King Tom. So yeah, I, I can see what you're f- saying there, King Tom. Personally, I like the December release dates because for a few reasons. And, and they're, you know, selfish personal reasons. Like, my work actually sort of slows down a good bit around the holiday season, so I have more free time Yeah, right. where I can go and check out the movies. Summer, by the way, summer and spring are my busiest seasons. Yeah. So. Those are when, you know, I won't have as much time. Granted, I will make time to see Star Wars a yeah, whole but bunch. But if that means we get two movies that close together, that'd be so nice. Yeah, and I still, you know, I'm, maybe I'm we, wrong. but We I'm were s- optimistic and positive on this subject earlier, so I'm going to keep my... Yeah, yeah. Well, it, that is cool. The fact that we would get, you know, episode nine only a year and a half after eight, Han Solo in between. Right. That'd be really cool. Yeah. But that it almost feel like we were still getting like an episodic film almost once a year. Yeah. And then have uh, a, standalone, a, a spin-off or standalone like in between. That yeah. would be pretty rad. That could could be cool. The thing is, the other reason is one of my new favorite like family traditions one of your the, nude fa- favorite nude, family yeah. traditions. Nude family traditions. We hey we do it up at my family get-togethers. No. New these favorite. Are, these are the actual, the actual ones Hank Williams was talking Hank Williams Jr. was talking about when he said family tradition. <laughs> Me and my dad get naked and go watch was, Star Wars. I was digging deep for that. Um, I, one of my new favorite traditions has actually been going to see the new Star Wars movie with my dad on Christmas Day. Yeah. Because my dad's that's, who got. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, he's who got me into Star Wars. He likes Star Wars. And my dad is not a movie goer. Like, I think the last movie my dad went to see before The Force Awakens was the last Indiana Jones movie. That's cool, though. Yeah, my dad likes... My dad likes what Lucas do, man. He liked what Lucas... You know, actually, I I take that back. I don't think I ever went to a movie with my dad. I think maybe... I think maybe the new Star Trek movie, the first one, the J.J. Abrams one, I think... He's a big Star Trek fan, so I I could see that. Yeah. but yeah, I, I think, you know, that was something that I just come to look forward to is because like, you know, Christmas day is always crazy, especially if like all my nieces and nephews and, and stuff are in town. Like 
the kids are growing crazy. Like there's always that, like there's no big family drama, but there's always that one oh, person yeah, that yeah. gets like a little you get offended that, that or much, like that much family together. Something's going to happen. Yeah. And it's nice to just be like, Hey, I love you guys. Thanks. Uncle Dennis for feeding me, uh, <laughs> butteritas on the back porch all day. The food is always uh, good. Though. Yeah. The food fried Turkey, uh, uh yeah. like gorge on fried Turkey. I just take like a nap. Getting, I like getting those like little sweet little buttery rolls. And taking like the fried turkey and a little bit of like, they always bring ham too, like good fucking oh. Coca Cola or Dr Pepper soaked ham, you know. But uh, that and making me little sandwiches out of it. So good. See, we don't do so the good. rolls; we do biscuits. Oh, hey, I'm I'm, I'm all about yeah, a biscuit I, too. I'm, mm. I'm biscuit game too. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Um. So you some know, fresh honey, local honey at the house right now. Look at you being fancy. It. You going to the farmer's no, market and drinking one of, my, some. <laughs> one of my customers gave it to me because one of their customers has like a little bee farm or whatever you call it. Oh, right. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. J- uh, j- uh, tomorrow, Jeremy is going to wake up. He's going to have uh, a organic biscuit with some <laughs> local grown honey on it. Then he's going to go shopping for plaid shirts and vinyl. He's going to maybe hit up a farmer's market. He's going to go buy some non-GMO uh popcorn this guy sounds like he's going to listen to dave matthews band she wakes up in the morning i'm so glad i worked that into tonight you know what i i that makes my night that you know so- I, a missed opportunity i don't think i don't think i gave johnny any shit about dave matthews oh, for the entire i was just so stoked to really? see johnny i didn't give him that much shit like i do watch or listen to a nerdist podcast and the one dude that's such a big fan. I don't like that guy. That's that's so Matt hard Mirror. for me to get behind. I'm like, what is wrong with you? I like you. I think you're funny. But See, what is I don't, wrong with you? I don't like Matt Mira. I think he's kind of an elitist dick bag. Okay. That's just me. Somebody listen to this. I can see that. Somebody, I don't mind him, but I can see that. Somebody in the fucking nerdist army is going to hear this and give me shit about that. But I, <laughs> I don't hey, like, you like Matt Mira. like what Mirror. you like, man. Yeah. It, it just seems like he'd be that guy yeah, that. That's why we get to talk here because we got opinions. It's, he seems like that guy that you would be hanging out with at a party and you'd be like, um, oh, you know, uh, I went to Star Wars Celebration. It was pretty cool. And he'd be like, well, actually, I ran the projections for Star Wars Celebration. Oh, yeah. And I don't like, like that he's guy. a one upman, like, and yeah. he's elitist or but yeah. Star Wars. I, sorry, I was at a fucking he's got Beyblade, a com- you know. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's he seems like a topper. Like is he he's, the one that's on the new uh, mystery? No, that's though. Jonah. Jonah. That's the Jonah. other guy. Gotcha. I do want to watch those. I hadn't. I hadn't. I watched the first I couple. Netflix in yet. Unfortunately, it's one of those things I can't watch and and work at the same time because I feel like I miss too many of the little sight yeah, gags and right, stuff they right, do. So right. it's something I do want to watch more of when I get more time. But it's pretty good. I'm not a huge Jonah guy either, right, right, right. but I like him better than Matt Mira. So like, yeah. I think it's then, pretty, I think it's pretty awesome they're bringing Mystery Science Theater back. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that about does it for this week, uh, King Tom, buddy. I I can feel your sadness. I, we didn't really ad- address that, but if you need some cuddles from a big old Mick Foley lookalike, you know what's funny is. Um, I did Steele's call-in show last Saturday. Yeah, how was that? I think it's thus far my, probably my best appearance on his. He's such his. a good dude. He is. A number. He is the king of and king your of Australia. Does suck. Steele is the 
king of Australia, a number get, one. I just had to get that out there for all the controversy. Yeah, I was glad to see that die down a little bit. Although, so something that has not been talked about, and this is fucking gold. Dad jeans? Was he there? Did anybody? Uh, this is something that hadn't been spoke of. I mean, this is a. Uh, this is. I don't know hear, if I should you tell you about that. First I don't. Shit. I didn't know if I was going to address this on the podcast, really? but I did. I'm sorry if I poked strings and brought up something bad that was just supposed to be it left wasn't, alone. It wasn't bad. Um, I know a couple of people that had. I don't know if they had uh, conversations. And you don't himself. have to talk about it if you don't want to. You don't um, have to. I mean, I won't say anything about that because uh, that's not my business to tell. Right. But uh, let's just say he was there. there. Okay. Let's just say that there was a guy who you may know, yeah. who may be in a wheelchair, yeah. who may have a wonderful fiance that went to celebration with yeah. him, who was traveling between the Star Wars Underworld booth to the outside of the convention center. I feel like this may be a guy I know. Yes, you do I, know. Or a, a guy I really like, though. So they were traveling in between the Star Wars Underworld booth to go get in line for the Last Jedi panel. Ooh, for the panel. Fired and up. It's, and Fired I up. Just, and, okay, so it was me. So I had just <laughs> met Mark Hamill, right? I just had done my first little... So that's double fired up. So I was having a banger of a day. Okay, so it was my me. First, I was high on Celebration. I'm super stoked. I've, I just did my first celebration. I got all this exclusive stuff. Yeah. There's Star Wars fans everywhere. You're surrounded I'm meeting by, like, friends. Gold. Yeah. Met it's Mark Hamill. Eldorado. Met Mark Hamill. Did my first little blog pod section with Steel. We're going to get in line for the uh, Last Jedi panel, and I see him. And he's standing next to his co host. And I'm like, that's fucking dad jeans. And he is from me to probably Jesse, and we are going to pass him. I feel tensions raising. And it, 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 just I, because of the hype. And, and, and for the record, I have no, uh, like, uh, you know. You'll wheel towards anybody. You, no, 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 no. It's not that. I don't even think this dude knows who I am. I don't think he knows me from Adam, Okay. this guy. So it's not like I think he's going to see me and I'm going to see him and it's going to be like, fucking Mortal Kombat! (laughs) Like, I have no, like... So I see him and I'm like, this is my chance. I could fuck with him just a little bit. And so as we're passing him, he's now from me to you. But he's like, so I'm going this way and he's standing like you are. Facing. Oh, so you're guy to go right in front of him. Right past him, right? Yeah. And he's looking down at his phone and his co-host is standing there asking when they're going to fucking go to Mount Doom to drop the fucking ring into, you know, the lava and stuff. So he's wanting to stick it in his dookie hole. No, 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 no. That's not what <laughs> no, I'm, I'm saying. Just I'm just saying <laughs> he kind of looks like a hobbit. Okay. Um, okay. And he kind of looks like Sean Astin to more, me. He kind of looks like the K- Kmart version of Sean Astin to Ooh. me. Kmart, okay. He's like the GoBots. Blue light special. Of Sean Astin's. Anyway, I see him, and I'm like, I'm not going to stop and get like aggressive with him, because that's not me. Yeah, no, 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 no. Plus, Johnny's with him, and I don't want Johnny to be that, like... That's what I'm kind of more Like, I don't about. want like Johnny to hulk out and rip the shirt off. Not that Look Johnny... Out. Like, not that Johnny really would do that, no. but I don't want it to be a thing. Like, we're Johnny's having fun. A good dude. But I do manage... To say something to him as we pass. 
I am on the edge of my seat. And all I say to dad jeans is. How's it going? No. I say, nice jeans, Jimmy. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. Jesse. You got to be kidding Jesse, me. Jesse, did it happen? That is. I love you. <laughs> That is amazing. And we were moving so quick because we were going to get in line that, like, it Johnny didn't have time to process who it was. Like, <sighs> was it like three or four seconds later? He like leaned over your shoulder and goes, "Oh my god!" No, he was like, "What did you just say? What did you just say something?" And I told no, him. I'm he talking was like, about Johnny. Like, yes, yeah, who I'm okay, talking about? Okay. No, he just looked up. All I saw was him look up from his phone and be like, "What the fuck?" Like, did he even hear what I said or anything? Right. I don't know, but right. that's. That was the only time I saw him, and that's the only thing I said. You know, I didn't drop any foul language. I just complimented you just, him. You just rolled on. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's awesome. You didn't even look back over your shoulder to see if he was looking? No. No, because like... Nice. I was I like, like your We're style. Go- no, I was like... I like your style. Don't give it another... Nice jeans, Jimmy! And, just, and I said it in that Jimmy. stupid voice. Like, I don't know why. Like, I could have just been like, hey, nice jeans. But I, if I put on a weird voice and stuff. No, I think it's good. And um, so. That's why you're <laughs> you're a lot of folks' hero, buddy. I don't know if that's heroic. I, no. It's silly. I'm a fucking fool. No, it's awesome. I, <laughs> when you said that, I about lost my shit. Because um, I wasn't knowing. I, I didn't know where you were going to go with it. I no. didn't know for sure. Like I said, it's not like I would have tried to cause a scene. Or anything like I that. Anyone anyway. going down the street somewhere, and there'd be somebody that I don't know for whatever reason it, it would be funny. I could see you popping that out. It's but, good times. So I guess on that note, that's gonna about do it for us this week. Thanks for listening, guys, and thanks for coming down and recording with me, buddy. Man, I am glad you asked me. I've had a lot of fun tonight. Good. Well, um, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you on your Instagrams and stuff like that? You don't use your Twitter no, account I don't very use much. Twitter. I, I'm the Space Barbarian on the Grams. Yep. Um, we got a show next week, next or Wednesday at the Nick. Oh, really? Yeah. On the third? Wait, no, not next week. Sorry, it's the seventeenth. That's not. That's that's two like three weeks. weeks. That's like three weeks, bro. Yeah, no, I just, <laughs> I just, just fucked it up. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, the seventeenth. It's a Wednesday night. Um, and your band's yeah. name is Ember. Ember. Where can they check the like you guys out? I, it's like Ember Band on Facebook or something. I think we got a website, emberband.com, maybe. Okay. And that's I, sh- e- I should know these things. E M B E R. Right. But I will tell you guys. Uh, there's a band that we're playing with that Wednesday night, the 17th, at the Nick. Um, they're from Italy, and the name of the band is Mesa, M-E-S-S-A. Uh-huh. And they're like our kind of same, the same kind of stuff, like uh, doomy, sludgy, stoner rock type stuff, but clean female vocals. They got the same Oh, shit right on. And they're really good. Cool. It's got like a little bit of a 70s vibe to it as well. I, I'm... When I looked them up after I found out we had a show with them and listened to the first song, I was really impressed. So these guys should be really good. Well, that kicks ass. Yeah. So um, if you guys like our theme song, our award-winning award theme winning. song. And I, I, I'm just going to say I saw an award, and it was pretty amazing. Yeah. You, you guys who know who you are that got those made did a good job. That was Mike Pappas. That was all Mikey Pappas. 
All born respect. and raised. Born and born raised. And raised. He's, he's got an awards guy. I yeah. got an award. I got a guy. guy. I got a guy for this. How many? How, How many? many? How big? Yeah. So thanks again, Mike. If yeah, you're listening, they, they're buddy. really nice. They do look really good. Um, but if you like our theme song and you want to support the band who provided the music, they are Stoned Cobra. And I do believe they got a couple shows coming up soon. So go look on the Facebooks. Mm-hmm. And you can check them out at stonedcobra.com. On iTunes, on Spotify, and at stonedcobra.bandcamp.com. Get high with the cobra. Indeed. And uh, you can follow uh, Will, since he's not here. You can follow him at willwitten 3 on Twitter. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening, guys. And uh, next week, I'm sure we'll have Will back. We're getting some... um, Now that celebration is over, I'm getting some guests lined up. Um, so we should have some fun things coming up and let's not forget in two weeks, our hundredth episode. Holy shit. So I'm 98. Is that what it is? Yep. 98. It's a privilege. (laughs) A privilege. Well, until next week, guys, take it easy. And for Blue Harvest, I'm Halls Burkhart. I'm Jeremy. May the force be with you. May the force be with all of you. Yo! Hey! May the force be with us. (laughs) 